Bolts of Life. Joe Suchere. Am I supposed to take the call on the contest line? Uh, yes, please. Yes, sir. yes Mr. Ingi. Let's just uh, make this short and sweet. Um, Ingi will not call in for one year. Ingi. Now, Ingi mm-hmm. will not call in for one year yeah. if you call a scramble today. This is as Ingi. No, but no. Whoa. He kind of got it wrong. Uh-huh. You mean, uh-huh. Check this out. Yeah. You mean to tell oh, me? You opener. mean to tell me. He meant to say opener because there's always a scramble today at 258. There's always a scramble. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to trick me. Uh, oh, trick the mayor? Yeah, you're trying are you to trick. Kidding? Goodbye. The kids at Patrick Henry are back at it <sighs> to change the name. Okay. Uh, I came across a quote, a couple of quotes that I find hard to believe. Uh, the kids at Patrick Henry uh, do not want. Uh, the school named after one of these our founding fathers because he was a slave owner. Uh, we have, uh, let's see, we have a, a student here named Janan Ahmed uh, at every basketball uh, and football game at Patrick Henry. Student Janan Ahmed would proudly chant Henry Henry. But now Ahmed is among a group of students and teachers fighting to erase that name. Ahmed, 15, became galvanized to push for a new school name after learning that Patrick Henry, a Virginia politician and Revolutionary (sighs) War uh, era leader famous for saying, give me liberty or give me death, was also a slave owner. That slave could have been my great, great, great grandmother, she said. Oh, my God. I want to go to a school that represents me in a respectful manner. Now, get this. I don't want something that triggers my historical trauma. Uh, young lady, you uh, you might be a very bright young student, but who's feeding you that line of BS? Right. That's where, where are you coming up with historical trauma? You just got done telling the Star Tribune reporter that you used to cheer Henry Henry at all the games, but you were once you learned, and you you should have known this if they still teach history right. at Patrick Henry. Once you learned that Patrick Henry was among the. Uh, uh, thousands of, of people in the early 1800s uh, who uh, or late 17, late 1700s who uh, owned slaves, you suddenly developed historical trauma. And what does that mean? What, what trauma is a trauma has meaning. What is the, the word trauma uh, would mean? There is something that, but here's, here's the real problem. Uh, if, if the young lady would, would allow me to give her some advice. Okay. Uh, young lady, if you're that easily traumatized, uh, if you if you believe that's a trigger that unleashes your historical trauma, you are setting yourself up for a life to be really, really disappointed. You you are setting yourself up for a life where you apparently then will be uh, very amenable to being traumatized by virtually anything, anything. Mm-hmm. So you. Re- it would be my advice to this young lady that live with the history, understand the history. And really, there's really no earthly reason I can come up with why you could uh, uh, try to pretend to me that you're historically traumatized. And, and I'd like to know who's feeding you that utter nonsense. 
the group of teachers in South Minneapolis, uh, just recently a group of students and teachers in South Minneapolis, we got rid of Alexander Ramsey's name. Okay, that's now named for Justice Alan Page. Uh, we got rid of the uh, uh, name of Lake Harriet. Uh, okay, we all knew that. Uh, no, no. Like Lake Calhoun. Calhoun. What, what's the new name? Something like that. But here are these kids at Henry. Man, they've they've really uh, they've really bought the whole package, haven't they? Uh, Traumatized trauma. On Thursday, supporters and opponents of the Patrick Henry name passionately argued their case before the school's site council. We can't rewrite history, said Monty Miller, a name change opponent who taught social studies at the school and is a member of the Henry Foundation. Well, good for you, Monty. You obviously have a head on your shoulders. One of the consequences will be that we're going to lose the foundation. In other words, don't bite the hand that feeds you. An online petition to save the name has collected nearly 800 signatures. The 15-member site council, made up of community members, business owners, and parents, had been set to vote yesterday on whether to approve the name change, but the vote was pushed back to May 17 because many alumni said they had not been informed about this. Okay. If a change is approved, the school would then send the proposed new name and a plan for how to cover the twenty grand to thirty grand in rebranding costs to uh, school super Ed Graff. If he approves the change, he would then present it to the Minneapolis School Board for final approval. Topping the list of suggestions for a new name. Oh, what are they? Because <laughs> they, they better be crystal clean. Unity. Uh, you know what? <laughs> BS. Liberty. No. It's got to be named after someone. Victory. Nope. That means somebody wins, so somebody's disappointed. Freedom. No. Freedom High School. How dumb is that? In Union. No. (laughs) Uh, That's bringing people together. Leave it. Leave it as it is and get over the trauma. Here we go again. This is the first thing you have to deal with in your life. Listen. It's a first world problem. Settle down. Look at me. (laughs) Those who favor a name change say that anything in the school bearing Henry's name makes them feel oppressed. They're lying. That's a lie. They are they are truly lying. You you are buying some you are buying a line of BS, kids. You're buying a mysterious pathway that has no basis in reality. You are not historically traumatized, you are not oppressed, you live in a free country, you attend a uh, a very successful Minneapolis Public High School. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't tell me. Change schools then. More than 90% of Patrick Henry students are kids of color. So what? I wonder how many um, knew about Patrick. How, how many of those students really soaked in and learned about Patrick Henry? Zero. Okay. Zero. And maybe if it was one or two, and they went, oh, he owns slaves. They passed that along to everybody else, and then everybody else started crying. Minneapolis School Board Chairman Nelson Inns said the board will support a change. Nelson, you are a, you are a way As for- long as the request has the community's consensus. Quote, I'm sure the board will support whatever the site council comes forward with, said Inns, who supports a name change. Board member Carrie Jo Felder, who represents the area that includes Patrick Henry, also supports a new name. We have a lot of slave owners' names floating around in the country, she said. I don't know why it's taking so long to change the name over in North. 
We should do what's consciously right. Well, what's consciously right is to preserve the history of this country. That would be consciously the correct thing to do. But these kids are taking it to a new level, telling me now that they're oppressed and traumatized. Yeah. How, how did... Um... Trauma occurs when you either are in or witness a fatal automobile accident. That's that's traumatizing. Okay, that's that's words have meaning. That's trauma. That's traumatizing. It's just it's trauma. It's traumatic. Uh, should your uh, should you lose a parent to an illness, or a brother, or a sister, or a good friend? That's traumatic. The name of your high school is not traumatic. It's not historically. It's, it's not a matter of very small fact. Uh, whatever high school you went to. Unless, of course, you're in New York and it's PS 286. I hate that. But, um, Well, who am I taking here, Chris? Tommy. Tony? Tommy. Tommy? Tommy. Hey, Such. Yeah. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you for all of the laughs and fun we had over the years. Thank you, sir. Hey, we're not going away. Hang on. No, wait. No, no. I, I, I called for another reason. Yeah. All right. Tommy has his own tradition. Yes, yes he does. Yes, and it's called the patio door opener. <laughs> it's open so, every day at 7 a.m. What time did you open it today? 12.58. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks so much. Cheers to you. All right, thank you. Uh, Rook, take us to break, please. Door. You got that patio door open at 12.58. This guy has seen more urban wildlife than a DNR field agent with a Ph.D., Joe Souchere. You know, you know what would be a ray of hope? Bring that, me a ray of hope today. That instead of enabling these kids at, at Patrick Henry, the teachers should hold uh, a forum on Patrick Henry and uh, study him. He spent a great deal of his political... I, this came up the last time this Patrick Henry came up. Yeah. He came to realize uh, what any human should come to realize, that no other human should own slaves. And he spent a great deal of his political capital arguing against slave ownership. And if I'm not mistaken, based on my reading, which has been a while now, he did not keep slaves after he came to this awakening, this mm. This conscientious awakening, then what the, what the hell am I doing here? This isn't right. And he spent a great deal of his political life arguing against slave ownership. Why don't you get all the kids at Henry and, and go to the auditorium and prepare prepare a nice hour or two with, uh, uh, what, what am I thinking of, with the slides and the, uh, uh, a, uh, the projector, you know, and, and, and uh, take questions and answers and really look at this man's life. What do we call those? Uh, just, isn't it just a projector? Just a, a whatever. presentation. A presentation, oh. whatever. And just... Uh, <laughs> not, a, not a projector, no. What were you talking what do you, about? When you do it on the Microsoft, uh, what do you call those things? Some kind of a thing. A slideshow? No, what Dan Seaman does when he says, hey, we're, you know, things great. Let's whatever. Go. Let's not get bogged we down. Haven't had one. Let's, can we not get bogged down yes, in it? I'm sorry, sorry I brought yes. it up. Have a meeting and... 
put it all on the table. Here's who this guy was. Here's why he was important to this country. Here's how he came to realize what he what positions he should take on slavery. PowerPoint. He spent, he's PowerPoint. That's it. He spent a great deal of his political capital arguing with his fellow slave owners that it's wrong. That's a great idea. And 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 then preserve your history. Preserve your history. Uh, Look up for me, Reavers, uh, when Patrick Henry High School opened. On it. How much history are they willing to throw away over there? That's a very good idea because you're educating, saying, yes, this guy had a, I, had a I revelation. If, I don't care if the kids are black, white, red, yellow, blue. What, sure. What's that have to do with anything? Right. Learn about it. Uh, Straka won't give up, by the way. Our French horn playing GLR. Yeah. On uh, 1937. 1937. Oh. So do the math. How, how long has Henry been open? Seven. Carry the one. 80, 81 years? Let's be factual. 81. 81. It was good enough for 81 years. So don't tell me the mystery isn't behind this BS. Historically and, uh, But all these uh, people caving. I, I'm the director and I'm just going to cave. I'm in a cave. But here's the problem. Let me repeat my advice for the young lady. Young woman. What what life are you imagining for yourself? If you if you can convince yourself with a straight face that the name of your high school causes you some historical trauma, then what kind of life are you going to have? First of all, you'll have a kind of life where you will not recognize real trauma. Mm-hmm. And two, you will have the kind of life where apparently everything could be capable of being traumatic to you. Is it any wonder then that these kids get to the next level at the failed academy and they need cry closets? It's a laying on of hands that connects all this. They're being poorly served by their educators at Patrick Henry, who apparently are not pointing out to them the whole, give me the whole look at Patrick Henry. No, they hear he owns slaves and that's what they're banking Give me death. Uh, he was trying to rally the boys to fight the British because he was, are you kidding me? These people are going to take us over. I'm going to war. You going to join me? Give me liberty or give me death. You're at Patrick Henry High School because of guys like Patrick Henry who created the country. Go learn about his life. Paul Straka, whereas I stand in violation of the opener rules as they now stand and do not want to spend time in the GL jail, And whereas I'm not throwing this beer out, and whereas I'm going for another one when this one's empty, and another one after that, I hereby suggest the mayor proclaimeth today, April 27, 2018, GL Birthday Celebration Day, to be followed by the GL Birthday Weekend, and whereas we are, as GLers, on our own outside of New Year's and the 4th of July, do we get a harump from the mayor as there are already thousands of poured beers for GL's birthday. Happy birthday, GL. Two separate events, Mayor. Cheers, Paul Straka. Mr. Straka. Joe, how you doing? I just read your proclamation. What you're saying is you lift one today for the birthday, but we don't open the door. I heard it on hold. I actually called up because I dusted off my almost retired French horn to play happy birthday to... uh, to the mayor and the Garage Logic audience. Oh, we would love that. I'm a little nervous because I'm not used to an audience this big. <laughs> we would Here love we it. Here we go. Happy 
Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you, French Horn GLer. Did he hang up? I think his connection was a little no. a little off. That French horn's pretty cool. Hard the, to play. What it was the first thing you thought of when he struck the first notes? See if you're in my head. What's the first thing you thought of? Uh, I was thinking of the Laurel see. and Hardy movie. Me too. Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, that's, that's oh, I, I, was thinking, Hardy. I was thinking of Laurel and Hardy. The guy's worked his ass off his whole life to be one of the premier French horn <laughs> players in the world, and the thing that came to my mind was Laurel and Hardy. That's, that's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> well. Patrick Henry. Yep. Yep. Ruck, a guy's got a million dollar idea for you. What's that? I'm going to tell you when we. What's is it? Break time. Uh, Bruce Vale, you're ready, right, Bruce? Yeah, almost. No, okay. we're not ready. Yet. <laughs> okay. I I have uh, well, I don't have time to do this, but a guy sent in a million dollar idea for you. Well, should we say it out loud or is it? No, I'm going to. I just I don't have time right now. I'm going to tell you that. Uh, we're going to take a break, uh, okay. and right now, thanks to our good friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's Federated's business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale of the Wall Street Journal, and your money now. All right, I put my shoes on, so All I'm right, ready to go good. now. Uh, looking at a very slow day on Wall Street today, uh, the market looking for traction, can't seem to get any in either direction. Right now, the market is basically flat. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down five points. The NASDAQ is unchanged, and the S&P 500 is ahead three, so a slow end to the week, it appears. U.S. economic growth slowed a bit in the first quarter, but still grew at a moderate rate. The Commerce Department said gross domestic product, the value of all goods and services produced, rose at an annual rate of 2.3%, a slight slowdown from the fourth quarter of last year when the rate was 2.9%, but it was above the 1.8% growth rate that economists had expected. The slowdown from the previous quarter was due primarily to a drop in consumer spending. Candy companies continue to crank out new products to satisfy America's sweet tooth, but Hershey is now going the other way. The chocolate giant said it will stop selling certain sizes and varieties of candy to save money as its costs rise. Here in the U.S., Hershey's profit margin has been under pressure as the trucking shortage has driven up delivery costs and cocoa prices have climbed. The company said it will eliminate the many holiday assortments it makes for for certain retailers and instead make a smaller number for distribution nationwide. I'm Bruce Vail with your money now on 1500 ESPN. All right. Thank you very much, Mr. Vail. You are good to go, but we'll ask for your return in about one hour, okay? I'll be here. Thank you for your final uh, Friday afternoon report. The Your Money Now report comes to us courtesy of Owatonna's own Federated Insurance. And if you want to check out our website for what's going on this weekend, who, what, when, where, and why, well, you're more than welcome to. Details on all station events at 1500 Academy. Commencing Garage Logic Segment Number 8. Here's John Height. 
Thank you, Joe. It's partly cloudy, uh, 62 degrees. Just looked out the window. Some folks walking in our, our, our uh, parking lot out here. Looks very windy. Really? Extraordinarily windy. I like Things wind. You, you're a wind guy, aren't you? I don't. Wind doesn't bother me. Rattle a window. Mm-hmm. Vikings with seven more picks in the rest of the draft. Uh, the rest of the draft, of course, coming tonight and tomorrow. With their pick in the first round last night, the Vikings took cornerback Mike Hughes out of Central Florida. Twins back home tonight. They'll play a three-game series against the Reds and then three against Toronto before they hit the road again for 10 again, uh, ten more on the road. Twins have lost seven straight tonight. Uh, Phil Hughes goes to the mound to try to uh, break that losing streak. Luis Castillo, a righty, pitches for Cincinnati. Uh, one other NFL note, Dallas tight end Jason Witten apparently is going to retire after 15 seasons and join ESPN as its lead analyst for Monday Night Football. Uh, this report coming from... ESPN, so you would assume it's accurate. Uh, citing sources it didn't identify, ESPN said Witten planned to meet with owner and GM Jerry Jones before making the move official. John Gruden, of course, left that Monday Night Football job after last year to become head coach of the Oakland Raiders. Uh, news on the second day of the draft could affect Dallas's plans just a week after Witten suggested he might play until he's 40 and said he intended to return this coming season. Witten turns 36 early next month. News notes from today's Star Tribune reporting Minnesota legislators are voicing support for a measure that would make it easier and cheaper for homeowners to repudiate a clause in the deeds to their houses that prohibit them from selling their homes to black people. Known as racial covenants, the racist requirements were written into the original deeds by developers from about 1910 through the 1940s. While no longer enforceable as a result of state legislation and federal law, a growing number of homeowners have expressed a desire to renounce the language in their deeds. A small local organization, Mapping Prejudice, has recruited several hundred volunteers to pinpoint addresses with racial covenants, have so far uncovered about 15,000 homes in Hennepin County that contain the language. The organizers think the language exists in deeds throughout the state of Minnesota. Update from a story we had last week. Authorities in Connecticut report a missing U.S. Navy sailor originally from Stillwater has been located and he is safe. A release from the Groton, Connecticut Town Police Department said 24-year-old Jacob Tyler had been found safe and unharmed in another state. Did he go samer? Well, they haven't given any details. Hmm. They're not really saying uh, why he was in another state at that point. If you remember the story from last week, he had last been seen on the morning of April 17th when he left his residence in Groton. He's a Hill Murray graduate, worked as a civil engineer aboard the nuclear submarine USS North Dakota. His roommate told authorities he thought he saw Tyler dress for work as he headed out the door that morning, but he didn't show up for a shift at the submarine. He was preparing for his first deployment in August. The Groton Town Police Department, Naval Criminal Investigative Service, the Plainfield Police Department, and the FBI all helped in the search, and they say the investigation is continuing. An organization established by an exiled Russian tycoon says it has obtained email showing collaboration between Russian government officials and the Russian lawyer who met with Donald Trump Jr. in 2016. That lawyer, Natalia Veselnitskaya, mm-hmm. also, also admitted she's an informant to the Russian attorney general. She said, I am a lawyer and I am an informant, she told this to NBC News. Since 2013, I've been actively communicating with the office of the Russian prosecutor general. That contradicts her earlier contention that she had no connections with the Russian government. The emails the dossier organization have suggest Veselnitskaya worked closely with a top official in the prosecutor general's office to fend off a U.S. fraud case against one of her clients. She also is a well-connected Moscow lawyer, according to officials, but the extent of her government ties up to this point had been unclear. Donald Trump Jr., along with the president's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, 
Then campaign manager Paul Manafort met with the woman in June of 2016 after Trump Jr. was told in emails a lawyer could provide information about Hillary Clinton. An email written to Donald Trump Jr. by Rob Goldstone, a British public relations executive who came into contact with the Trump family during the planning of the Miss Universe pageant in Moscow in 2013, said the Russian prosecutor had that information. Archaeologists in Peru have found evidence of the biggest ever sacrifice of children, uncovering the remains of more than 140 youngsters who apparently were slain alongside 200 llamas. When was this? Uh, would have been 550 years ago. Oh, it wasn't recently. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, no, no. This was a while ago. It wasn't last week. No, no, no. 550 years ago. They did stuff like this 550 yeah. years ago. Uh, this uh, being reported by a National Geographic in an exclusive report. The site was located on top of a cliff facing the Pacific Ocean in La Libertad, a northern region where the Chimu civilization arose, an ancient pre-Columbian people who worshipped the moon. I'll be darned. The cliff is located just outside the northwestern coastal city of Trujillo, Peru's third largest city, which has about 800,000 inhabitants today. Uh, While incidents of human sacrifice among the Aztec, Maya, and Inca have been recorded in colonial-era Spanish chronicles and documented in modern scientific excavations, the discovery of a large-scale child sacrifice event in the little-known pre-Columbian civilization is unprecedented in the Americas, according to National Geographic. You know, you can apply the same uh, thinking to uh, the naming of Patrick Henry High School as we uh, concluded about Lake Calhoun. In other words, I always disagreed with the Lake Calhoun name change for a variety of reasons, but chief among them was the fact that it's not plausible that the lake was named Calhoun specifically because he did own slaves. Right? Mm-hmm. right? Right. It's not plausible to me that whoever was naming high schools in 1937 said, I know what we'll do. Let's name this high school Patrick Henry because he was a slave owner. That's not plausible. Right. It was not named because he was a slave owner. Right. All right. I just had to get that off my chest. Yes. It's the same thing. You have no case in either case. It was named because he was a founding father. And give me and liberty or give me death. Exactly. Yes. yes. That's why it was named Patrick Henry. Right. So. Seven students killed Friday in a stabbing rampage in China, according to authorities. State broadcaster CCTV said the attack happened at Shangji Province's Mizi County. As students were leaving the number three middle school, 12 other students injured. They have a suspect identified with the surname of Zhao. He has been arrested. Police say the suspect is 28 years old, a former student at the school. Number, what school? Number three. Number, number three, middle, which, which middle school? You won't get in any trouble with that name, right. will you? He's a 28-year-old uh, going after a middle school? Yes. A former student there. So he's, he had a lot of pent-up rage what? after about 15 years? Yeah, yeah he's at least, what, 15 going years Going back removed? to number three. <laughs> China tightly restricts private gun ownership, of course, making knives and homemade explosives the most common weapons employed in crimes. Uh, no information was given as the motive. Police said five girls and two boys killed in the attack. Wow. The brand new royal baby has a name. Palace. No, no, it's not Palace, Chris. I'm sorry. Dang it. I heard that earlier this week from someone. I don't remember where. <laughs> Prince William and Kate, or the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, as they're formally known, announced today they have named their third child Louis Arthur Charles. Louis. Louis. Yep. What's up, Lou? That's after an old Mountbatten, isn't it, John? Uh, yeah. Boy, you got me. Yeah, it was Uncle Dickie, I think. 
Uh, was that the Lord? Uh, the Something like that. Lord, Lord Louis Dickey Mountbatten. Lord, Lord Mountbatten. Yeah. yeah. Did he get killed by terrorists? He get, yeah, I, the, the uh, IRA, IRA killed him on a fishing trip. IRA took him out with an yeah. explosive, as yeah. I recall. Not on a fishing trip. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. His full formal title is His Royal Highness Prince Louis of Cambridge, or Lewis, I suppose. I don't know. The announcement was made in a tweet from Kensington Palace, the Cambridge's official residence. Shut up, John. Not long after one of Britain's major betting firms stopped taking bets on what the name would be. Uh, the rampant speculation, by the way, was that the royal couple had chosen Albert. The Duchess gave birth Monday morning, emerged from St. Mary's Hospital in London about seven hours later, alongside her husband holding the baby wrapped in a white blanket. The trio posed for photographers before going back inside. Uh, then they made the announcement, and when it was tweeted out, Chris Reavers thought the baby's name was Palace because the announcement came from Buckingham Palace. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? If you're wondering, uh, Prince Louis is fifth in line to the British throne. Okay, so who is that? Charles? Charles. Harry and Will. Will. uh, Who's Prince George? That's the kid. Okay. And Sister Princess Charlotte. That's the other kid, apparently. Wait a minute. He's ahead of Harry? You haven't said Harry yet. I don't see Harry's name here. I don't know why Harry's not in there. It goes Charles, William. Yep. Then William's kids. Yep. And now Louis. Oh, wait a minute. So, so. Willie's kids got to go through it before Harry even gets a shot? I guess. I don't know why. Is is that because he's older? I don't know. Oh, that 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 royal life is complicated. There's, so yeah, wait, so Harry's sitting here going, "Well, wait, you're going to have another one." Harry's going, "Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let, let me get you check know, this. Give out. us a shot here, you know." And his kids got no chance. But the queen's never going to die anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's right. a good point. Uh, Lewis is, by the way, the queen's sixth great grandchild. Mm-hmm. Uh, big year for the British royal family, of course. Prince William's brother, Prince Harry, will marry American actress Meghan Markle. Yeah, I got bad vibes about that. You don't think she's destined for long-term success? I I don't see that as a long-termer. Really? I don't know. I hope. I hope because I'm rooting for the Royals. Do they split up? Do they? Do they split up? Well, they they do now. But boy, back in the day, it it was it was was, tough to split up. Yeah, yeah. Their weddings May nineteenth. It'll happen at Windsor Castle, just outside of London. Who who was the woman that the the king fell for and had to abdicate? Uh, What's her name? Yes. uh, absolutely the homeliest woman I've ever seen in my life. And he was just We learned about love. him in The Crown. What the hell's her name? Come on, help me. John. Festus. No. <laughs> she was an American. She was an American. Mm. Oh, the name's right on the tip of my tongue for Pete's sake. Uh, Wallace pa- Simpson. Palace. Wallace, yeah, Wallace Simpson. Wallace. She had a face on her like a mud fence. <laughs> yes. Great big honker of a nose. I don't understand. Too? The guy gave up being king for this. She uh, must have had true some... Love. Well, undefeated. I guess it is. <laughs> Don't say it. It's totally undefeated. Don't say it. You cannot stop him. You just make a move. Joe Suchere. Here's Dave Dahl. Thanks, Joe. We're down to 62. We dropped a degree in the last hour. We have clouds increasing up to our north and a few little sprinkles possible this evening. Uh, Then partly cloudy and cooler tonight, down to 37. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, mild days, 60 for the high. 72 on Sunday. That's the pick of the weekend. Some thunderstorms developed by Sunday evening, Sunday night, actually. And that's a warm front that's going to come northward. That'll push our high up to 80 on Monday. Scattered thunderstorms uh, morning and again late in the day on Monday. 
And then some bigger storms Monday night into Tuesday. Some of those could be strong or possibly severe. Temperatures drop to 75 for the high on Tuesday, so still warm. 68 Wednesday, some more late day or nighttime thunderstorms possible. And then it turns cooler, 60s, low 60s for highs for Thursday and Friday of next week. Going for a low tonight down to 37, Joe. Right now we're at 62, and I have the records for the day. April 27. Okay, there are three years with this. All right. 85. 85 degrees. In 1952. 1952. 1970. 1977. And 1977. 21. 1960. Would you like to hear it? I do. Uh, I wish the kids at Patrick Henry would have some teachers who would provide this uh, letter at the forum I imagine them having. Dear sir, I take this, it's to, uh, well, it's, it's, we are indebted to William Howland Esquire of Sherwood's Corners in this country for the privilege of perusing and transcribing for publication this veritable original letter from Patrick Henry. It was addressed to John Alsop, a venerable and worthy member of the Society of Friends, then residing at Hudson, New York. Dear sir, actually, this was written in 1773, but it was reprinted by the New York Times in the 1860s. Dear sir, I take this opportunity to acknowledge the receipt of Anthony Benezet's book Against the Slave Trade. I thank you for it. It is not a little surprising that Christianity, whose chief excellence consists in softening the human heart, in cherishing and improving its finer feelings, should encourage a practice so totally repugnant to the first impressions of right and wrong. What adds to the wonder is that this abominable practice has been introduced in the most enlightened ages. Times that seem to have pretensions to boast of high improvements in art, science, and refined morality have brought into general use and guarded by many laws a species of violence and tyranny which our more rude and barbarous but more honest ancestors detested. It is not amazing that at a time when the rights of humanity are defined and understood with precision in a country above all others fond of liberty, that in such an age, in such a country, we find men professing a religion the most humane, mild, meek, gentle, and generous, adopting a principle as repugnant to humanity as it is inconsistent with the Bible and destructive to liberty, question mark? Every thinking, honest man rejects it in speculation. How few in practice from conscientious motives. The world in general has denied your people a share of its honors, but the wise will ascribe to you a just tribute of virtuous praise for the practice of a train of virtues among which your disagreement to slavery will be principally ranked. I cannot outwish well to a people whose system Imitate the example of him whose life was perfect. And believe me, I shall honor the Quakers for their noble efforts to abolish slavery. It is equally calculated to promote moral and political good. Would anyone believe that I am a master of slaves by my own purchase? I am drawn along by the general inconvenience of living without them. I will not. I cannot justify it, however culpable my conduct. I will so far pay my devour to virtue as to own the excellence and rectitude of her precepts and to lament my want of conformity to them. 
I believe a time will come when an opportunity will be afforded to abolish this lamentable evil. Everything we can do is to improve it. If it happens in our day, if not, let us transmit to our descendants, together with our slaves, a pity for their unhappy lot and an abhorrence of slavery. If we cannot reduce this wished-for reformation to practice, let us treat the unhappy victims with lenity. It is the furthest advancement we can make toward justice. It is a debt we owe to the purity of our religion to show that it is at variance with the law which warrants slavery. My God, could these people, weren't these people educated? (laughs) Wow. Jesus, God. Here is an instance that silent meetings, the scoff of reverend doctors, have done that which learned and elaborate preaching cannot effect. So much preferable are the general dictates of conscience and a steady attention to its feelings above the teachings of those men who pretend to have found a better guide. I exhort you to persevere in so worthy a resolution. Some of your people disagree or at least are lukewarm in the abolition of slavery. Many treat the resolution of your meeting with ridicule, and among those who throw ridicule and contempt on it are clergymen who surest guard against both ridicule and contempt as a certain act of assembly. I know not where to stop. I could say many things on this subject, a serious review of which gives a gloomy perspective to future times. Excuse this scrawl, and believe me with esteem, your humble servant, Patrick Henry Jr., Hudson, New York. Woo! You want to read that at uh, the forum at Patrick Henry, and you won't be changing the name of your school. No. House. While that's playing, the Sands. Guess who's on the line? Who? The covert meteorologist. Hello, covert. Good afternoon, Mayor. Happy anniversary. Thank you, sir. What a pleasure to be on with the uh, with the uh, the closeout here. But just wanted to wish you a wonderful anniversary, and I believe next Friday at this time we'll be uh, having the the opener. Thanks, Covert. Thank we'll you. talk to you. Troy, real quickly. All right, I got a joke for you. Okay. Uh, guy walks into the doctor and says, uh, "Hey, doc, you got to help me." I've been talking like this for my, my whole life, and I want to I wanna get sick. The doctor says, well, I looked through your file. I'm very familiar with your case, and I, I think I can help you out. So your problem is, well, let's just say you got a free pass to, uh, to first base every time you're up. Uh, you got, you know, two or four where most guys have two. He says, well, can you help me out? He says, well, we can surgically remove two of them and, and see if that helps, but I can't make any promises. So I go through with the surgery. How long is this joke? Ten more seconds. All right. He says, uh, he comes back a couple weeks later for a checkup. He says, Doc, you know, I, I can speak normal now, but I'm not really I'm not really feeling it. Can we reverse this? Doctor says, I'm afraid that's not possible. Is Tom Brokaw with us? Wait, I don't get it. I don't either, but what the hell. <laughs> Is Tom Brokaw with us? Mr. Brokaw? Come fly with me. Oh, we'll yeah. fly with I understand you're the latest uh, prosperous uh, celebrity to uh, be accused of sexual misconduct. Th- that. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I think what Tom is trying to say is uh, yes. What? That, that is, I can't do it. <laughs> what uh, What did you do, sir? 
I had surgery. Apparently, it wasn't really? uh, yeah, reversible. It was really, not really re- reversible. I see. Yeah, yeah. But there was something about the breast being very ample. Oh, uh, yes. I think you forgot already. Why are you speaking for him? I can't do it. I can't do it. Here we go. I'm sorry. I would make the worst news. News. Uh, you know, uh, my uh, twin here, Dave Brokaw. This Dave. Dave's not quite as professional as I am. Here's to 25 more, man. Boy, I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> Here Honest to God, help me. Thank you, GLers, for your nice notes. Thank you. 1500 ESPN is KSDP, St. Paul, Minnesota. Thanks, Tom. Funny line Tom. worked out. I swear to you, well, it was going to be funny. It just didn't work. <laughs>